0: What I love about human design is it doesn't really sugarcoat things. None of it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's more just like it is what it is and there are going to be gifts to all of it and also shadow expressions of all of it. Becoming aware of what those things are allows us to just like move out of the shadow when we notice it arrives. And it's such an amazing gift when you know how to use it.
1: Welcome. I'm Alyssa Nobrega, your host of the Healing and Human Potential podcast. A place for you to discover the multidimensionality of what it means to be human. Over the past 20 years, I've trained thousands of coaches in my methodology, leveraging my experience as a former psychotherapist, and I'm here to share with you all the wisdom and insights that I've learned along the way. Each week, I'll share with you life-changing tools to support you in awakening and manifesting your dream life from the inside out. We'll be exploring the intersection between ancient wisdom and modern everyday life, really diving deep into the art of human potential through the lens of psychology, spirituality, and coaching. Let's let the magic unfold. I love all the different tests and frameworks that help us understand ourselves more fully. I am a huge fan specifically and a student of the Enneagram, which is more about a personality assessment test. So this is not about who we really are, it's more about our personality. And if you want to dive deeper into understanding the Enneagram, I have a podcast for you to enjoy after learning about this one and another system that's really popular right now is called human design and this is more so about how we manage our energy in the world so it's not about our personality it's about how to manage and set up our energy so we can be really successful in our lives and so i brought in a guest expert to share with you about how to incorporate the wisdom of this system into our businesses relationships and life and so aaron claire jones uses human design specifically to help thousands of individuals and corporations more fully step into their highest potential. And so her work as a speaker, guide and coach attracts a growing community of over 250,000 people who are interested in using this system in their lives. And so you're gonna have a lot of insights into this episode because she has a really beautiful way to take human design so that it's pragmatic, tangible and accessible. That way you implement it in your everyday life, even just diving into this episode here. She's gonna teach you about how to understand yourself here in this episode, as well as different types in your world, so that you can better set up your business, your life, and your relationships to more easily work for you. And so this episode is gonna give you a lot of different powerful insights to start applying in your life. But if you don't already know your type, just listen and see if you can figure yours out. And if you don't, she's gonna give you some resources in the episode so you can take a one-minute test. And see if you were spot on. I just wanted to kind of start off for people that have no idea what human design is. Like, what is it? Where did it come from? Thanks for having me. I'm so
0: happy to be here. (laughs) Um, So, human design is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth that reveals your energetic blueprint and how you're uniquely wired to thrive, whether it's how you show up as a parent and work and relationships. It gives us each our own operating manual. And I think it reminds us that we are all wired so, so differently. Mm Um, the origins are very mystical. Do you know the origins?
1: No, I know a little bit, but yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah.
0: So the founder of human design, his name was Ra Uhuru, and he is no longer alive, but he had a very mystical experience back in 1987 where he was walking home in Ibiza one night and heard a voice and the mm-hmm. voice said, it's time to work. And for basically eight days and eight nights, he channeled the system, meaning he just received all this information and then spent the next 20 years building it out. And the way that he received it was that human design brought together many systems from astrology to Kabbalah to the I Ching to the chakra system, all to kind of give us all this amazing juicy information, but also tools to really find more alignment in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I also want to just say caveat that story by saying that might be a little bit woo -woo for some (laughs) of the people listening, you know, and I think that my approach to human design is that it's an amazing tool, but it's also just that a tool. Mm -hmm. And I think what matters most to me is not whether it's true, but whether it's useful. And so I would say if you're totally new to human design, you're like, what in the world are you talking about, Erin? Just like listen with an open mind Mm -hmm. and take it if it feels resonant and supportive and useful. And if it doesn't, throw it out the window. Yeah,
1: beautiful. Yeah, and what I understand about it is like knowing about our type helps us set up our lives differently so that it can be more easy. Understanding how we navigate energy.
0: It is often stuff we also often know already about ourselves but mm-hmm. haven't given ourselves permission to step into mm-hmm. and so human design tends to feel very familiar for people mm-hmm. they're like oh i've always known this but never trusted it mm-hmm. and so i think human design gives us a very specific framework to actually like you said set up every part of our life in a way that just works for us yeah rather than doing things in the way that others have done
1: yeah or the way we think we should do or the way we've been taught yeah exactly yeah and so there are the main the main types. Can you share with us what the main types are, and then we'll go a little bit deeper into it.
0: Of course. So human design is incredibly specific. So there are like hundreds of thousands and like bajillions of configurations. But at the highest level, there are five types.
1: It's kind of like astrology in that way, where you're like, okay, this is my sun sign, my moon sign. You know, you've got your totally. sun sign are yes. the different astrological things. Okay, so let's let's exactly. start there. Yeah. So
0: think of your type as your sun sign. So we've got manifesting generators generators projectors reflectors and manifestors i want to start with generators because that's what you are mm-hmm. and i'm curious your thoughts on okay that. So, <laughs> um generators are really here to be very natural doers mm-hmm. you know when you are genuinely lit up and excited and satisfied by what you're doing your energy is almost endless, of course by night, but like you can really go, go, go and make things happen in such a powerful way. Mm -hmm. It is so important to not expect others to keep up with you or Mm -hmm. match your stamina Mm -hmm. as we were talking about Mm -hmm. pre-recording. And I would say an ideal day for you is likely one where you wake up energized and inspired, You use up your energy throughout the day in ways that feel deeply satisfying, whether it's what you're working on or who you're spending time with, Mm -hmm. and you drop into bed delightfully spent. You're like, I've used it all and now I can sleep Mm -hmm. well at night. Yeah. I would say one of the two of the biggest lessons for generators, one is strong boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think because you are so naturally capable, people can want you to do all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So just being very discerning about what you say yes to, because when you say yes, you can really pour your energy in a really abundant, powerful way. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, really learning how to prioritize your own satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the more lit up you are, the more energy you have, and the more you magnetize people your way. Mm-hmm. And so often generators deprioritize their satisfaction, seeing it as unimportant. But it's like the most important thing ever, because mm-hmm. when you're lit up, everybody benefits. Um, and then finally, I would just say that as a generator, you're not meant to chase after anything. Mm-hmm. Life is meant to come to you, and your work is to kind of just see what shows up in your world and lights up your gut and let that gut response guide what you
1: say to. Yes. I love that. I love How's that. that feel? Yeah, it sounds great. And I'm really in yeah. this. <laughs> we'll go into mine when I go, but yeah. it's like it, I'm really in this time of pleasure and play, optimizing for pleasure and play. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about mine. So that's the generator. And yes. And generator. I think that's like, so what is got, it? 60% okay. of people? Like, there's a lot, most people, a lot of people are most, generators.
0: Most people are generators or manifesting generators. Okay. Okay. So collectively, it's about 70%. Great. So about okay. kind of 30 to 35 each. Okay so manifesting generators have a lot of similarities to generators um the difference here is that manifesting generators are often quite multi-passionate they might find the most satisfaction having their energy in many different things at once you know these are my clients that are like i'm a lawyer i'm also opening a dance studio i'm Mm -hmm. also a coach i'm thinking about applying for this thing like they just like find their satisfaction through having like a very rich you know varied career Mm -hmm. um but so often they've been made to feel like they're doing too much when they're actually meant to be doing all the things Mm -hmm. um Of course, not everything, but the things, as many things as feel right at once. And they're often very fast. So they often are the ones that can find the fastest way to make something happen. So they thrive when they have a lot of space to kind of move fast and be in their creative flow. And similar to generators, they're natural doers. And the more lit up and excited and satisfied they are, the more everyone benefits. Mm -hmm. And they, similar to generators, are meant to kind of wait for things to come to them and wait for things to spark their gut before they go after them. Beautiful. Clear? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So then we've got projectors. Um, proje- I know you know projectors. I am a projector. Projectors are really here to be leaders, guides, advisors, teachers, not here to do all the doing. Yeah. And so, as projectors, our energy really ebbs and flows. And so, building in moments of pause and rest in our days is so important. But, like you said, the majority of the population are generators and manifesting generators. So, as projectors, we're like, we've got to keep up. Like, we've got to <laughs> do all the doing. And, like, we're so susceptible to pushing ourselves beyond our capacity and trying to be available all the time and mm-hmm. obviously burnout happens quickly after that. And mm-hmm. so I think a big lesson for us as projectors is knowing that our gift is so much in our perspective and not how much we can do. Mm-hmm. And that's one that I am constantly learning. Um and as projectors we're here to be invited into things. So the right opportunities are often the ones where somebody's like, "Hey you, like I think you'd be amazing at this. Can you come share your wisdom here?" So really paying attention to where you feel the most invited in and recognized and seen for who you are and then we've got manifestors manifestors are very disruptive innovative forces they're very much here to kind of do things that no one else has done and they're here to kind of be the first and just like guide a new way forward these are people that need a lot of freedom they are not here to be told what to do manage or guided in any way get to do things on their own terms and in their own way. I work with so many clients with manifester children, so it's so two, fun to think about. I have about. two
1: manifester children. Yeah. No way! <laughs> two girls. Oh my
0: God. Oh, I want to talk about it. So, you know, it's such an interesting balance of like how to really give them that freedom at a young age, but mm-hmm. also, you know, maintain the boundaries that are necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are powerful. They're kind of like born leaders, so it's definitely a thing to navigate. Yeah. Um, and their energy really ebbs and flows as well. Like they might have months, hours, weeks, days where they're like super on fire and so on inspired and then peers, they've got to kind of really pull back and retreat. Mm-hmm. So really allowing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're here to initiate, you know, they're not here to wait for anything to come to them. They're just here to kind of wait for these urges to bubble up within them and just pursue them.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you saying like when they're, they're here to initiate, they're here to make decisions based on what they want rather than like a generator would have that gut response and they make decisions based on that?
0: Yeah. So generators okay. are meant to kind of wait for a thing to just sh- show up and like see how they respond to it. Uh-huh. Manifestors don't need anything to respond to. Okay. Like they could be sitting in their room and they're like, oh, my God, the most brilliant idea ever just came to me. I must go make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're just kind of waiting for those like urges to just bubble up within them spontaneously.
1: Yeah. OK, that's helpful.
0: And then finally, we have reflectors. This is the rarest type. And reflectors are deeply sensitive to their environment. And so one of the most important tools for alignment for reflectors is to just plant themselves in the right spaces. Being in the right spaces, around the right people is kind of what pulls the right opportunities their way. So making sure your home feels good, your city, your town feels good, the restaurant, the table at the restaurant, all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, reflectors are very fluid. They're going to have days where they feel like generators like you, like projectors like me, like manifestors like your children, manifesting mm-hmm. generators. And their job is not to try to be just one thing, but embrace whatever feels like them that day. And the final piece I'll share for reflectors is that we call them evaluators just because they see and sense and feel things that so many people miss. Mm -hmm. And so they often thrive in positions where they feel so valued for their perspective Mm -hmm. because they're really here to kind of come in, feel it all, and just reflect back what they see and what's not working in a way that can be really transformative if people are actually inviting in their perspective.
1: And I find that reflectors are highly intuitive as well deeply yeah Mm -hmm. like they can see Mm -hmm. things very clearly very quickly
0: very quickly they just Mm -hmm. feel it you know and like i think we all have areas in which we're really sensitive in our design but reflectors like everything is open meaning everything is sensitive so they feel other people's stress emotions thoughts they just feel it all and so when they learn how to depersonalize it and not take on everything as their own it all becomes very clear
1: to mm-hmm. And I would love to, this is so helpful, and I would love to just talk about some misunderstandings of each type, oh, yes. because I know I can hear some mm-hmm. of my projector clients be like, I'm just gonna be waiting to be invited. Instead of realizing oh, yes. that that can be a fear of being seen and not really do the work to move through that fear. Because you, you want to share your work in a way that then you'd get recognized to be invited. And so can you speak to some of the common misunderstandings of the types and mm. some truth for us around each oh of them? God, I
0: just love that question because like, <laughs> as I'm sure in your work too, it's like, there are just so many misunderstandings, you know, I think that it's so important to kind of debunk those. So I would say as a generator, some of the misunderstandings is that you can't pursue your own idea because you're here to respond. And so you can absolutely kind of pursue and build your own idea. You're just waiting for, like, your gut to guide you and not your mind. And so as long as the thing is coming from your gut and you're like, I must do this, I'm so lit up by it, my energy is pulling me towards that thing, then that's the right direction. It's just not meant to come from, like, the fact that you should do a thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, the obligation, energy, the need, because that's saying? what drains as a, as a generator is like, I need to do this because I can. not Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, two other ones that come to mind. One is that your energy is endless. I know I kind of referenced that earlier, but yeah. it's not true. It's like it's finite, but the more you do what you love, the more energy you have versus mm-hmm. the more you kind of do things out of obligation, um, the more quickly your battery will drain. hmm The final one, which I think is such an important one for generators, is that you are meant to be 100% lit up by every single thing you do. (laughs) Because I sit with generators like, but what about the garbage? Like, should just none of us take out the garbage? And I'm like, somebody must take out the garbage. Like. The idea is that you are primarily satisfied by how you're using your energy. Yeah. And if you are, then like, it'll be so much easier to kind of do the things in your business or the things at home that like really don't let you up. So mm-hmm. it's not meant to be an excuse to be like, I can't wash the dishes. Like I'm not lit up by them. Mm-hmm. It's more like, oh, I'm actually like really drained at my job. Like, mm-hmm. can I start exploring things on the side that feel more deeply satisfied knowing that like that's actually the right direction for me?
1: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Sense. Yeah.
0: Okay. Manifesting generators, very similar to what I just shared in terms of, um, you can't pursue your own ideas. You absolutely can, as long as it's gut driven. Um, I think another one for manifesting generators is that you must pursue multiple things at once. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're inspired to be all the things wonderful, but you also might have a job that is really varied and offers you a lot of satisfaction. I remember once sitting with a Navy SEAL and he was like, some days I fly, some days I'm in the water. Like it was just like, Within that one job, he was so like, everything felt very fresh and new and mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's important is that things feel fresh and new and exciting.
1: Yeah. It's similar uh, to the seven in the yeah. Enneagram, although it's different because it's mm. about your energy versus your personality. So within Enneagram, they're the enthusiasts. They're the ones that like the variety. So there's some similarities with the sevens in the enneagram and the manifesting generators Mm -hmm.
0: Mm, so yeah it's just a variety it's just like keeping things new and alive Mm -hmm. i think with projectors um one i'm going to address the one you brought up which is a great one um one is that oh no i literally just forgot it oh that like you just don't have energy and that's not true as a projector Mm -hmm. it's more that your energy is just inconsistent Mm -hmm. it's not meant to be consistently available it's going to ebb and flow and so leverage the energy when it's there but also give yourself permission to take rest when it's not Mm -hmm. um another one like you just shared was that to wait to be invited is passive it's not you know it's like people cannot invite you unless they don't see you you know Mm -hmm. unless they like know that you exist Mm -hmm. um And so I think as a projector, so much of our job is to make ourselves visible and let people know that we exist. Mm -hmm. And that can come from taking the time to like master your craft, because the more you master it and see your value, the more others see it too. Mm -hmm. Um, It can also come from like sharing on Instagram or being on podcasts or writing newsletters and like letting people know that you exist. You know, they might not resonate, but then you're putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, I think what you said is a really big one is that we're here to be seen as projectors, but it doesn't mean that we'll be comfortable at first. Yeah. I know that when I first started sharing on Instagram, I was like, no, there's no way. I was, <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm good. I'm good <laughs> with my life. And like visibility sounded terrifying. And I just kept doing it until it felt fun. Yeah. You know, so those first steps of becoming visible can be really hard.
1: Yeah. And I think just having the tools to work with the fear directly so it doesn't take you away from what your truth is so that you can be spontaneous inflow, flow. And, and that happens for all types. There's a fear of being seen which is primal, we want to belong and be accepted. And yeah. so what, having the right tools can help us move forward and then be more in alignment and be invited as a projector might be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, and I would say part of the strategy for
0: projectors is like, instead of pitching like an individual that you're like, I want to be seen by them. Mm-hmm. It's more like, how can I just broadly share who I am and what I'm excited about and allow the right people to kind of resonate with me and invite me in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even give space, I would imagine, for some of the flexibility like with a business model. I know some projectors that are like, why did I do a membership site? This is something that you need to do ongoing. Or how do I design my business in a way that supports me being fluid with my energy rather than having to be more of a generator, having that engine to execute often? Exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. It's such a good reminder. I think as projectors, like your energy is going to ebb and flow. So really creating things in a way that feels spacious. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially if you're a projector looking to grow your business, like often as projectors, we can do a lot of one-on-one work because that's often a place where we thrive. Mm -hmm. But if we really want to grow and scale, it becomes unsustainable to have that be the only offering. Yeah. And so considering ways to kind of grow that don't require you to just like consistently show up and be present. Mm -hmm. And for us, like a digital product has been like, the core of our business, you know, it's, it has never been one-on-one sessions, but that has been so because I'm a projector and we know that like, that's the most feasible way for me to show up.
1: That's great. Yeah. So then, oh, go ahead. And then there are the reflectors? M-
0: and the manifestors too. Okay. So for manifestors, you know, I think one big misconception is that like you're meant to do it alone. There's like mm-hmm. a very lone wolf perspective or percept, um, just like sense of manifestors. And I always say as a manifester, you are here to be supported. You know, your gift is getting things off the ground, but then being able to delegate and hand things off and kind of have energy to initiate the next thing. Um, And also like manifestors can be sometimes their energy is described as repelling. And I haven't always loved that language, although a lot of manifestors I've sat with have really resonated with it. Mm. And I think I would just say that your energy is just protected. It is meant to push away the people that are not meant for you, and then you like pull in so tightly the people that are. Mm. So it's more just a kind of tool to protect that like you're not for everybody, yeah. and it just like makes sure that those people can't all get in. Mm.
1: Are there any correlations? Just personally asking with the the types, the energy types, and with personality, or is it to- it's just a totally different system? Like you would- mean with Enneagram? I have two girls that are manifestors. Yeah. They're both very outgoing, and yeah. I don't know if that's part of being a manifestor, if that's just my girls mm.
0: well I think that like there's so many other parts of our design that can shed light on that okay I see. so it's just like there's so much more nuance like they might have a piece that's so much around like community and warmth and mm-hmm. friendliness and being mm-hmm. present you mm-hmm. know um that is so beyond their type
1: okay okay we'll get into but that
0: manifestors have big energy
1: yeah you know okay. like they
0: walk into a room and like people feel them yeah Adele's you know? a manifester it-
1: right yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Gloria Steinem. I'm mm-hmm. also going to post about Jennifer Aniston today, another manifester. Mm-hmm. Um, And but it's at Frida Kahlo, you yeah. know, all very kind of powerful, impactful people.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: so then reflectors. Um, I would say a big misconception with reflectors is that they don't know who they are because they have like they're here to express themselves in so many ways. And I would just say that it's just that like it's all them, you know? Mm. They just have like many facets, and they're just like can't be contained into a box. So it's not about like knowing who you are and not having a personality. It's about like being so many things at once, yeah, you know, in such a beautiful way and having so many different layers that people can tap into.
1: Imagine having a fulfilling career, doing what you love, working from anywhere in the world, setting your own hours while making good money and a big impact. If that lights you up, then I'm super excited to share with you today's sponsor, the Institute for Coaching Mastery. This is my robust accredited year long certification program for newer seasoned coaches therapists, leaders, and those just looking to up level their life in a profound way. We have an amazing community of students from all around the world who have really started their journey to expand with us both personally and professionally. And this experience is designed to give you the three things that you need to thrive. So first you have all of the tools and support you need to move past what's been holding you back so that you can completely change the trajectory of your life. And then you learn how to masterfully and confidently facilitate transformation with your clients or your team, regardless of your niche. If you want to do health, business, relationship, or you just have no idea yet, we hold your hand for that. And then lastly, you'll receive my Six Figure and Beyond signature roadmap that's customizable to meet you wherever you are. So whether you want to do high ticket sales, online marketing, or you just want to hit six figures without ever needing to go on social media, we've got you covered. And this truly is the most rewarding work in the world. We have new students now who have a waitlist of dream clients in under a year. We also have seasoned students who are doing $80,000 months. And this is really about creating lasting transformation from the inside out so that you can share your gifts and serve the world in all the ways that you're called to. And I've seen firsthand the power of what happens when you have the community to collaborate with, but you also have the right tools and resources to really thrive. And so whether you want to do your own personal development, you're wanting to become a coach, or you're just looking for a cutting edge approach to really grow your business, the Institute for Coaching Mastery is for you. You are held every single step of the way. And so if you want to get behind the scenes access to the Institute with three proven transformational tools for free to help you create the business and life you love, all you have to do is go to AlyssaNobriga.com forward slash tools. Or you can find us at alistanobriga.com forward slash apply now to see all the details and apply today. That's the high level. That's our like sun sign. Mm -hmm. That's what our type is. And then there's just on a high level. Could you share with us the different type? Like I know there's centers and profiles and gates and things like that just to give us a full understanding of it without going too deep.
0: Of course. So let me just tell you kind of the different pieces and then you can tell me where to go. So. There's a piece of our design called authority, which speaks to how we best make decisions. So mm-hmm. some people are meant to trust their gut feeling in the moment, where others are meant to sleep on things. Others are meant to kind of talk things out. Ooh. Um, some people, and then we also have something called our profile.
1: So um, you're, are our, you saying with the authority that's different for every type or is it connected to our type? It is connected
0: to our type, but there are different possibilities for each type. Okay. So for manifesting generators and generators, they can be one of two authorities. Some people are meant to trust their gut feeling in the moment, like you, whereas others are meant to kind of sleep on things and trust their gut feeling over time.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Projectors have five possible authorities, oh, manifestors wow. three and reflectors one. So okay. that's when kind of things start to branch out.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Okay. So that's the authority.
0: Authority. We have a thing called profile, which is like the fraction looking number in your design. So mm-hmm. you're three, five. And mm-hmm. honestly, profile is kind of hard to you know, describe in one little because it it captures so much Mm -hmm. it speaks to how to best align with our purpose how best to work how we best learn um how best to market ourselves needs we have in relationships like i would say if you start anywhere type strategy authority and profile are amazing places to start okay and then we have a lot more we have (laughs) something called open centers which basically speak to where we're the most sensitive to others energy Mm. Um, we have channels which speak to our innate gifts that we can always rely on. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have things about our environment, things about food, you Mm. know, things about how we best kind of interact with other people. It's kind of endless.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe share with people just where they can go to just as they're listening, they're going to want to dive in and look. So share with people where they can go as a resource so that they can hear, and then we can do a, a case study of mine and to kind of ground some of it.
0: Perfect. So you can look up your chart at Mm humandesignblueprint.com. What you want to look at is the column on the left, and that will give you the words that we're talking about. The chart itself is not very intuitive or easy to understand at first, but when you look it up, you'll kind of get a summary about all the key pieces that will give you a taste of your design.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And we'll put that in the show notes too. Yeah. So let's do, yeah, let's do a case study. Let's kind of ground it high level.
0: Okay. So we talked about the generator piece. Mm -hmm we talked about kind of letting things come to you. Mm-hmm. So the next piece that I would look at in somebody's design is their authority, like I said, which is how they best make decisions. So for you, you are somebody who's designed to make decisions in the moment based on your gut feeling. Mm-hmm. It is meant to be a very visceral felt sense that something's right for you or not. Your gut does not come with a reason. It's more like yes or no, mm-hmm. feels right or it doesn't. Um, and it's something that responds best to specific questions. So if I was to ask you something like, hey, like, where do you want to go tonight? Or what do you want to eat for dinner? You might be like, wow, there's like a lot of possibilities here. But if I was to ask you, like, do you want to go out for dinner, cook at home? Like, would you prefer this or this? You might find that it's much easier to be like, that feels right and that doesn't.
1: My husband's going to love you saying that. He's literally all the time like, what can I get you at the store? I'm like, I have no idea. Just get food. <laughs> um, totally. So, So I love this. So then you can essentially just help people understand it's like a map for how to understand navigating the world is what i'm understanding it's like then exactly. you can t- help set people up to win in your world at, at work in your relationships okay totally
0: Great. well they know how to interact with you mm-hmm. you know and so like having the people on your team instead of them coming to you being like what we do about this they're like okay option a or option b yeah and the answer might be like neither but still that will give them information to kind of keep working yeah and i think like you said it just It eliminates so much resistance and friction in relationships because we're just given the tools to really know how to meet somebody where they are and interact with them in a way that actually
1: works for them Mm -hmm. because they're often going to be quite different than we are. Mm -hmm. And have compassion for when they are different. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like I was sharing with you, somebody at work is a projector who's my assistant and knowing that I need to give her space and time because she's not going to be able to pace with my energy. And then that's Mm -hmm. beautiful. And she can bring, I think of projectors as like, I think I heard like a bird seeing a high level and knowing that she brings some of those gifts helps me um in so many ways and so being able to utilize people in in their strengths and set them up to win in the company as well and i have also used human design with hiring just in terms of what role and how do i set it up for for them to to be successful but um but knowing how we make decisions i think is invaluable i think that is so helpful even if it's just that
0: Honestly, it's I think it's the most important piece because we're just making decisions all the time. And I mm-hmm. think so often we can get really caught in our head, mm-hmm. you know, and try to convince ourselves in or out of what we know to be true. And I think human design just helps us know how do we know what's true for us and how can we kind of connect to that instinctual knowing? Yeah so let's talk about your profile okay. so you're three five do you know much about this
1: i you know i've had a few readings and i don't know much about it i i don't it doesn't change does it some woman mm-hmm. had told me it changed and i then later heard that it does not because it's like it not your astrology so it's just like what it is so no tell totally. me what the three five is okay and how you express it can change of course okay but like the
0: fundamentals of it don't change so And so again, if you are looking at your chart, if you have a three anywhere in your profile, this will apply for you. So it would look like you having a one three or a three six or a three five um, or a six three. So the three is around the fact that you're a very experiential learner. Yeah. You are somebody that probably is not going to trust something until you try it for yourself. That's right. Somebody might be like, human design is cool. You're like, I've got to like have a session and like look at it to actually know if there's like anything behind it. Mm And so, like, it might be messy at times, you know, but it's meant to be. And, like, you're just here to, like, throw things against the wall and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I I love that you work for yourself because these people are often very natural entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. um, because they just have the space to kind of experiment and try things. And one thing I would remind you and anyone of is that, like, it's not until you try things that you'll, like, know what works and what doesn't. So you often don't want to spend, like, so much time behind the scenes trying to make something perfect before you get it out. Yeah. But rather, like, get it out. See what works, what doesn't. Like, let it keep evolving. And so mistakes and failure might come as it likely will for all of us, Mm -hmm. but you know, mistakes and failure are meant to fuel your growth. Um, and one thing I would share, and I'm curious whether this has played a role in your work, but you know, you have so much wisdom to share with the world through your own story, Mm -hmm. through what has worked for you and what hasn't. Mm -hmm. And often with threes, they kind of underestimate that. Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't need to share my story. Like I can just share other things, but like your own experiences and what's been hard is, is meant to be so inspiring and
1: transformational for other people. That's great. There's so many things that I'm resonating with that. Mainly, one of the first things that comes up is that I know I'm an experiential learner, more kinesthetic. So growing up, I had a learning disability, meaning what I found out later was just that I didn't learn through reading books. I learned through doing. And so in grad school, when I started finally applying through experiential learning, I'm like, why didn't we learn when we were kids how we learn? Because that would have changed the trajectory of my educational experience. And so in my certification program, I have it as experiential learning, but I also am sensitive to other people's learning styles. So I put over a thousand hours with a, um, curriculum designer to make sure that I was meeting different types of learning styles because I'm so sensitive to it. Um, so yes, getting messy, diving in, like just jumping and playing is definitely something that I've jumped. I've, I do, and I value, but I also having been trained originally as a psychotherapist I haven't always shared my story because it's i've got trained right. differently which was like share only when it's helpful or important so i think part of the podcast is starting to share a little bit more organically and openly which is now yeah cool so thank you for that oh, so invite cool.
0: yes. <laughs> um and and i just love that share that's just such a powerful thing that you, you discover for yourself mm-hmm. but you can imagine how useful it is to just like have a tool as a parent mm-hmm. like, oh like they might learn differently totally yeah. um so the other part of your profile is the five this will be true for you if you're a two five three five five one or five two so you're somebody who's had here to have like a lot of impact it's like really here to you know impact many people mm-hmm. um and you're somebody who's really here to have like a very innovative new perspective like you're here to kind of come in offer new solutions new ways of seeing things and then kind of like pull back out you're not really like meant to be solving problems all the time it's like mm-hmm. come in solve the problem and then exit i don't know how that works with the work that you do mm-hmm. um because you also might be expected to be on and available more often than that um but because you really do kind of need that time to recharge and be in your own energy um you're a very natural problem solver but i think a big life lesson for you is not every problem is yours to fix or solve so really <laughs> discerning this is there. like therapy right now <laughs> yeah. um and then the last piece i would share about the five is that it's very easy for people to project things onto you mm-hmm to look at you and be like, you could fix this or you could solve this. And mm-hmm. honestly, in the work that you do, probably like really seeing you as like a savior in some way. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so important for you to just have as strong boundaries as possible and just to communicate very clearly around like who and what you can be and what you cannot be. Mm-hmm. Because I think how these people get stuck is people are like, you can be all these things. And then like, they're disappointed when like they realize somebody's actually human.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, So mm-hmm. letting your humanity be seen and, and having your boundaries be strong.
1: Good, good permission. You know, how that resonates for me is with team. So I, I have probably 40 on the team right now or close to, and it's, um, it's it, my patterning has shown me that it's like, yes, I can do a lot. And so, but my, my default has been like, I can do it. So I will. And mm-hmm. really learning to set those boundaries, to call people forward, to do their part and be supported in it. So that's a big, that's my stuff usually plays out with team, with work, like in terms of coaching and all that, I got that feels great. Like I know here, how I'm here to serve that all that feels clean, but the dynamics with uh, an organization and the amount that I can do doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. I should do. And having those boundaries Mm -hmm. has been some of the learning for me. So that definitely resonates. So beautiful. And that's like, you know, for any generator running a business,
0: it's so powerful to just take inventory off it and ask yourself, what are the parts of the business that like, aren't actually deeply satisfying to me, you know? And like, aren't really still lighting me up and like, can I delegate those things? And maybe not immediately, but with time. Yeah. Because again, the more your energy is freed up to do the things that like genuinely feel so exciting, your team is gonna have so much more energy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I've been really looking at, when I hire people now, I'm doing their Enneagram, human design. Sometimes I'll do astrology, I don't know much about astrology, but the more I can learn to set them up and to set me up and to have those gaps in the team filled, then we work harmoniously together. It's been really helpful just having this as a framework. Totally. So how mm-hmm. how do you how do you see it work with business, or how do you see? Because we got I kind of understand the team aspect of it, and we touched a little bit on how you run your energy in terms of if you're a projector, maybe thinking about digital products, you know, yeah. potentially. Um, generators maybe have capacity to do thing, more things like memberships or on where they're needed more ongoing, if it mm-hmm. lights them up. Um, mm-hmm. but what are some of the things that you've found helpful with business and how people understand themselves and set their lives up using it? Totally. I mean, I think that there are a couple layers to that. I think if you're somebody beginning a business, I
0: think it's so useful to just understand your design because it will help you build a business in a way that actually feels really aligned to you, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that say you're a manifestor who's here to start things and you feel like you like have a need where it's like, Oh, I've got to keep sustaining the thing and keep building the thing. Like that's not going to be where you thrive. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to thrive at like getting a thing off the ground, handing it off, taking space and time away to be in your own energy and waiting for the next idea to bubble up within. Yeah. You know? And like that is likely where things will really thrive and flow, you know? Um, Or as a manifesting generator, like you might feel a little bit guilty if your offerings keep changing, but like you're meant to, I can't tell you how many manifesting generator entrepreneurs I sit with that you know can struggle at times because they're like I loved this offering a year ago and now I want to burn it all down and like start anew and I was like amazing yeah. you know just like make sure your team is informed of the way that you operate so they can kind of flow with you and not kind of feel resistant to mm-hmm. it so i think there's so much permission we can get on an individual level of how to build a business in a, in a way that actually works for us Beautiful. and i would say specifically even for you as a generator like remember that you're here to build in a way that like lights you up in your gut and that you naturally respond to mm-hmm. So you might be in masterminds or work with people that are like, oh my God, you should do this thing. And then you're like, doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, like you're very much meant to get a market higher and sell in the way that feels so right in your gut and not in the way that you think you should, exactly as you said.
1: Yeah. When I first get into online marketing, I was hearing a lot of the like dude bro marketing styles. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not willing to do it. And so mm-hmm. starting to take, how do you I was like, well, I, I at first I was like, oh, I'm not good at I'm not good at business or I'm not good at online marketing. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm good with people. And I yeah. know how to bring heart. So as I don't need those things, how do I bring it in a way that feels true for me? And as soon as I found that actually all the numbers and everything that these other dude bro marketers were telling me to do, I ignored and did it in a way that felt better and more aligned for me. And it just clicked. And so I just want to give people permission to trust themselves in there. And I would have called that intuition. Um, and also just alignment with values, but it seems like it's also how we're built. I love that, you know, and it's just such a good reminder of like, in the way that feels right Mm -hmm. and letting that guide you. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I think when it comes to teams in general, I think human design can be transformational as it sounds like you've already played with and experimented with. Mm -hmm. I think that as you can imagine, if you have somebody in a position and you're expecting them to be like you, say you're working with a projector, like you are, and you're like, okay, they've got to like consistently show up, you know, and like be available (laughs) all the time. And then be like but they're burnt out. And why? And it's like, oh, because like their gift is not in how much they can do. It's like in their perspective, like can they be in a position where their perspective is invited in? Mm -hmm. I remember working with a manifesting generator client a few years ago and she was like, Erin, I've gone through seven assistants. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is going on? She's like, none of them move as fast as me. I was like, they aren't meant to. Like that Mm -hmm. is your unique gift and it's actually more beneficial to have like somebody who's a bit more methodical working next to you so you can like stay fast and be in your flow. So I think on the team level, it really helps us know how to leverage the people that we choose Mm -hmm. and also how to know what support we need. Mm -hmm. You know, I know as a projector, like I have always had a generator or manifesting generator business partner. Mm -hmm. That's just been part of my need, you know? Um, And, you know, I I attract a lot of projectors, so I end up with a lot of projectors, Mm -hmm. but I think having that as kind of a, as a partner has always been
1: really useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And it sounds like in relationships, understanding your, like my husband's a projector and so understanding so that you know i don't is this true where projectors i don't know if it's like working two to three hours like real like solid work on average is that about accurate i think that i'm always
0: a little bit hesitant to like just be yeah. super like you know you can only work this many hours yeah. because like some projectors are the most diverse type you know it's like there are energy projectors they're like okay there are so many different types so i okay. would say as a projector it's probably gonna feel best to kind of work in blocks and not like go, go, go throughout the day Mm -hmm. without breaks. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, in an ideal world, it probably feels really good to like have a strong period of output and then balance that with like a strong period of input. And by Mm -hmm. that, I mean like it could be resting, it could be reading and studying and learning, Mm -hmm. but basically not like in a position of giving out all the time.
1: Yeah, so knowing that helped me understand my husband, which also gives a lot more compassion and understanding of how we work and flow together, how we do things differently. So I imagine that's the same for relationships with parenting. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Everything. And I think that, you know, parenting is so useful because you're basically giving kids permission to be who they are from day one. Yeah. Um, But also relationships are so important because often conflict emerges because somebody's not behaving like us. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think like you said, it just gives us so much compassion. And I love that you're married to a projector. I'm a projector married to a generator. And like projectors and generators are actually like so compatible. Mm. And like really kind of bring out such beautiful parts in each other if they don't expect each other to be the same, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it's important for you to not expect your husband to keep up with you or do as much as you and to kind of give him ample time and space alone. Yeah. Um, and, and for him to also kind of appreciate like, yes, you're a generator, but like you can't handle everything,
1: mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. also making
0: sure you have lots of space to kind of do the things you love mm-hmm. and, and feel really spacious around that. Um, have you heard about the sleeping alone piece in human design?
1: No, I have not.
0: Are you curious about
1: it? I that? am curious.
0: Okay. This is like obviously take it or leave it. Yeah. Um but I think something human design talks about, which I think is super interesting, is that it actually recommends that most of us, especially projectors, um, actually like try sleeping in our own energy every so often mm. because we really can impact each other when we sleep. And human design reveals all these ways that we can like take another's stress or emotions. And so often like sleeping in our own space is just a way to kind of recharge in our own energy and kind of wake up as ourselves. And so It's just a thing to play with. Is
1: that with more so with certain types
0: or is that all types? It's more so with projectors, reflectors and manifestors. But I would say it's probably, you know, impactful for all types because you're a generator, but you're also like incredibly empathic and really sensitive Mm -hmm. and have a lot of openness in your design. So Mm -hmm. you're going to take in other Mm -hmm. people's energy deeply, Mm -hmm. you know. So again, I suggest it as a thing to experiment with because I know that like it's taboo and -hmm. not everyone's into it, but um,
1: it's a thing to play with. Okay, cool. Good to know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and you were saying that the projectors and generators typically are compatible. Are there certain types that are typically less compatible or um or more compatible?
0: You know, I think why I say projectors and generators are so compatible is that because generators are really here to kind of like have this energy to do and they're here to respond to things and projectors are really good at asking the right questions Mm -hmm. and giving generators things to respond to, Mm -hmm. you know, and so they can kind of like help guide their energy by asking the right questions and then to kind of together they can make a lot happen. I'm like hesitant to say like any type is not compatible. Yeah. And yeah, but like there's just things to be aware of, like think of a manifestor and a projector. Mm -hmm. Manifestors are not here to be guided or told what to do. Projectors are here to guide. So, like, if a projector is here trying to guide a manifestor that doesn't want to be guided, it's probably, and I don't know if you ever notice this with your husband and your kids, you know, mm-hmm. but it just requires the manifestor to kind of really be desiring that guidance mm-hmm. and to really communicate about that. Mm-hmm. So I will never look at partnerships and be like, oh, you're doomed. This isn't meant to be. That's yeah. just, like, so unhelpful and also not what these systems are meant to be used for. Yeah. But I do think understanding it will help, you know, like, oh, like this requires some work and mm-hmm. I see why there's been friction, you mm-hmm. know, so let's try a new thing.
1: Yeah. To be more mindful of it so that you can work with it rather than being used by. It. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes, please.
0: Um, I want to share. I'm curious about two parts of your design and whether you resonate with them, because sure. one of the parts of the design that I find so useful is something called our open centers, which mm-hmm. I referenced earlier. And they're basically the areas where we are the most sensitive and open and receptive to other people's energy. Yeah. And these are areas of like so much wisdom and also challenge. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, learning Mm -hmm. how to work with them is so key, which is why I love bringing them up. And so you have five, but let me just talk about two to see how they land for you. So one of the centers that you have open is your open emotional center. Mm -hmm. And so it means that you are somebody who's deeply empathic mm-hmm. and incredibly sensitive to other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. This probably makes you quite good at what you do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so much so that you can kind of take it and amplify other people's emotions as your own. And they're not even your own because mm-hmm. you just feel them so deeply. Mm-hmm. And so I would say a big, big lesson for you is to not try to fix other people's feelings, to not personalize other people's feelings, and to just cultivate a strong boundary where you can like see them for what they are, but also not take them on as your own. Yeah. And I would say on the other side of that, the wisdom of this is that like you can be the most extraordinary mirror for other people and mm-hmm. helping them give language for what they're feeling, helping them kind of tune into what they're feeling mm-hmm. and really kind of inspiring them to connect to that.
1: Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, definitely noticed that. I think, yeah, since I was a kid, uh, is there a certain center that it's more, where is that center in the body? It's, it's the bottom right triangle facing inwards. Okay. Okay. And so if it's white and open, like it is
0: for mm-hmm. you, you're just taking in a lot. Yeah. Um, Whereas if it's defined and colored in like it is for me, it doesn't mean that we can't feel other people's emotions, but there's a stronger boundary. Mm -hmm. And we actually are pouring out and impacting others with our emotions.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think emotional mastery is something that I had to learn being undiagnosed with a thyroid um, disorder, Hashimoto's, hypothyroid since I was 12. And so um, really, I think emotional mastery is one of my gifts. And one of my edges is letting people have their experience you know, that I love that are close to me, regardless of, and letting myself be in my, uh, sovereign, uh, my own experience while being compassionately holding space for them. Mm -hmm. Totally.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's just the both. It's like, I can like see it and feel it, but I also have this boundary where I can like, I know it's not mine.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Another piece. And also the thyroid piece is so interesting. Another piece is your, um, undefined throat center, your open throat center. I thought you were going to go there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, only because it's more rare. So I'm Uh curious your experience about it of it. So with the open throat center, it means that you are here to communicate yourself in a multitude of ways. Mm. You are not meant to be somebody who has like just one voice. Like some days you might speak from your mind, your intuition, your emotions. Like there's just a lot of capacity there. Mm. Um, Often people have this and like speak a bunch of languages or like just express themselves in lots of ways. But um, what can be challenging about this center is that sometimes there might feel like a a pressure to like be seen and express yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like I've got to like say a thing to make sure I'm heard, but then like it might come out wrong and you don't actually feel seen when you do it. Mm -hmm. And so I would say the biggest life lesson for you around this center is to speak not when you feel a pressure to speak, Mm. but to speak exclusively when you feel inspired or invited, Mm. you know? And so being able to kind of sit back and give your attention to others, which is one of your greatest gifts. Mm -hmm. And then like just speak when there's silence is like when your words feel like they're really adding a thing and you're like, oh, I feel so inspired to share. And also what I would add here is that you've got such a gift for like saying exactly what needs to be heard at the right moment, but it requires that you don't plan what you're going to say. It's often not until you're in somebody's energy that you'll like actually know what needs to be heard. Mm. So you can make a plan and do all the things, but like your spontaneous communication is often the thing that like really lands with people Mm. and is what they need
1: to hear. Beautiful. That's great. Helpful feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I have not noticed that but i do know that i have thyroid my thyroid you know hypothyroid so and a diagnosed from an acupuncturist when i was 12 and he was talking about all the emotions and that i was holding on other people's emotions and primarily my parents and to let it go and um and i like the invitation to i think i'm pretty good i would say in like being able to prepare and let go so and so but i can What I'm hearing you say is to just not even need to prepare as much, but more so just be spontaneously in the moment and let go.
0: And like, and the thing is, if you love preparing, of course, I'll never tell you not to do it, but it could be both where it's like you have it. And then also you might be in the moment and be like, I actually feel inspired to like go off script here. Like I have a thing that I really feel inspired to share or like, you know, maybe I like to prepare reels, but I will just go live and just see what comes out. Like, because you just like, you've got this real gift to just like tune into like what that moment requires. Mm -hmm. And often you will not know it until you're there and honestly it's going to come out with your work with people yeah you know where you're gonna be present and kind of say what they need to hear in that moment and be so tuned into that
1: that's my favorite that's yeah. my favorite yeah good okay. beautiful permission just to surrender into that and to allow that to be more of the norm so that thank you oh, for that worry. yeah so let me i want to share about one more piece. i mean i have so many pieces <laughs> but let me share about one more piece
0: for sure okay yeah. um which is a piece of our design called channels, which speaks to just like innate gifts that we have. Mm. These are not things you got to like work hard to do. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like, okay, let me go make this happen. It's more just like when you're aligned with your design, they're just naturally going to emerge. And so there are things to pay attention to. And so you got three, let me just mention two here. So one of the gifts that you have is the gift of conviction. It means that, like, you are here to just, like, follow your gut, like, no matter what anyone else says. Like, you can just, like, weather a storm and, like, persevere. And what's so cool about this gift is that, like, when you follow your own convictions in a really wholehearted way, you inspire others to follow their convictions, too. Beautiful. And so you've got this amazing impact by, like, just following your convictions and building your things. And then others are like, oh, my God, I'm empowered to follow mine, too. Mm -hmm. But I would say, you know, as we've talked about, your gut is such a big piece of your design. But I would just encourage you to just be like... I know that nobody else gets it yet, yeah. but like, I just know that I must go in this direction. So really following.
1: Beautiful. I mean, I made up my own major in college because there wasn't more holistic psychology or spiritual psychology. So I just made it up. So, so cool. that's always been quite easy for me. Good. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. And then the other gift is called the gift of perfecting. It's also called the gift of judgment. I don't use that name because I don't love it, mm-hmm. but I'm curious your thoughts on it it basically means that you've got all this drive in your design to like fix and improve and make things better. Mm -hmm. And like a very natural lens is for you to kind of look at anything and like know what could be fixed or improved in that thing. It could be in a person, like what's out of alignment in that person. It could be in a home and be like, oh, that picture frame's a little bit weird. I've got to fix it. Like, it's just your lens on life. Like you're just like have this drive to improve things. Yeah. But it can be challenging at moments. And those moments are often if you turn that energy inwards and start to find fault with yourself or say your husband or the people close Mm -hmm. to you, Mm -hmm. it's very much meant to be an energy that's kind of used to improve the world around you. Mm -hmm. And it's energy that has to be used. And so like, if you don't have a proper outlet, if you're not getting that through your work, if you're not like making your home amazing, then like, it's easy for that to kind of come inwards. And you're like, why am I like being overly critical when that's actually not the gift of
1: this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think having personal development tools helps use the gift and clear the shadow and if i don't you know and i think of personal development gifts as or um tools as like going to the inner gym like you have to you can have muscle memory but you have to keep using them to have them work in your life and there are chunks that we can get to but we can go back to mainstream society and completely forget or um get sucked into some of the shadow aspects of our personality or, or our human design or whatnot and so yes i i definitely see the gift of that and i see the challenge of that and my experience is having the tools to see it as a frame that i look at things through helps me not just unconsciously live out of it but yes exactly yeah yeah Yeah.
0: and i think like what i love about human design is it doesn't really sugarcoat things like Mm -hmm. i think it gives us just the and it's none of it's good or bad Mm -hmm. it's more just like it is what it is and there are going to be gifts to all of it and also shadow expressions of all of it Mm -hmm. and i find becoming aware of what those things are allows us to just like move out of the shadow when we notice it arise. Yeah. You know, be like, Oh, I see what's going on here. Like, let me go find a thing to use my energy in a more productive way because it is exactly like you said, just kind of like the lens. Yeah. And it's such an amazing gift when you know how to use it.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm curious if there's any cultural, um, things that we should be aware of, like, are there, if there's context that we should know, or is this throughout all cultures? Like, is there anything you can speak to about that?
0: You know, I think that like our human design chart is what it is, but obviously we're going to be so impacted and Mm -hmm. influenced by so many other pieces. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like, I would just keep that in mind as you explore, you know, Mm -hmm. your expression of it might have been, you know, tempered in many ways because of where you grew up or because of the culture that you're in. So Mm -hmm. um, just know that like, you know, these things are very nuanced. Mm -hmm. It's often not black and white. Yeah. You know, so I think what human design does is it kind of reveals this potential that we have, but expressing that is probably going to look really different for each person.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and are there any other resources or things that we should know based on your expertise that you want to share with people what do you mean in terms of of like um so in terms of resources that we can utilize i know you've got your um chart people can download and go to yeah and like things like that that people can dive into and Mm -hmm. be supported in implementing human design in their day-to-day life
0: yeah i think you know one, I would just definitely start by looking it up and just see how it feels. I think that if you would like to dive deeper, I think one of the offerings that we create is something called the Blueprint Guide, which is basically just a guide that walks you through all the most important parts of your design. So that's kind of the best place of like, let me just like learn it all about myself. And mm-hmm. we have a discount code magic for that. Um, and there's so many amazing resources on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, of like people to follow. And and you, at me, I'm Erin Claire Jones on Human Design Blueprint. Let me think. There's amazing woman, Vanessa Henry, who's a really great manifester to follow. Um and I wish I knew more reflectors to follow because reflectors just have such powerful wisdom and I think it can be really powerful yeah. to kind of learn from a reflector Yeah. Um, but I think I would just like see you who resonates and I think that what can be a little bit overwhelming with any platform like, you know, Instagram mm-hmm. is that you can be like really inundated with information so I would just caution you to just like take in the information that really feels supportive and useful and resonant to you mm-hmm. and,
1: you know, let go of the rest Yeah and I started with just the types and understanding, yeah. okay, so how do I clean up for, as a generator, me only doing things that I want to be doing. So I hired a CEO, starts oh tomorrow, so excited and really helping her support me and staying in the things that give me energy so I can give back. And she's a manifester. Um, and so yeah. us understanding, you know, I, I am definitely but just to start bite-sizing it. So it's like, what is the type and what works for you around that? And then maybe going into the centers or the profiles, like kind of doing one thing at a time, I think is way more digestible because it's like astrology where you can keep diving in and learning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing I would just say is that like more information is not better. Mm -hmm. And there's often like such a temptation to be like, okay, what about this gate? And what about this? And this is like in my moon and what does it mean? And like, I get that desire. I have that desire. Mm-hmm. But like if you're not implementing and integrating it, it's not gonna do much. Yeah. And I think the magic of human design is that it bridges the mystical and practical. Like it gives us all this amazing information, but then it lets us know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, things yeah. that we can actually integrate into our day-to-day lives. And so my encouragement is to like get the information, but yeah. also give yourself a chance to play with it and see what happens. And you know, human design is an experiment. Like the, take nothing I say is truth. You know, mm-hmm. if you are a projector, like if you want to pursue things and initiate things and you love doing that, I will never tell you not to do it, but you might find that waiting to be invited in feels like a little bit more in flow, or maybe you might not, you know? So I think I would just be aware of getting like so obsessed in the information gathering piece, um, that you forget to actually implement it. Beautiful. Um, and because again, that's where the magic is.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So just to try things on, start simple and, and embody it and, and play with it in your life and test it out.
0: Totally. And look up the people close to you, if yeah. you're inspired, like look up kids and partners. And like you said, the people that you work with, because it's going to give you such a better sense of like,
1: oh, mm-hmm.
0: like now I understand what a manifester is. Like, have you noticed with your manifester children that kind of like really powerful, autonomous, yes. freedom seeking yes. energy?
1: Yes. And there's a part of me that's like, I bless them. And I love that. And I wished I had had more of that as a kid, and we uh, give them a lot of permission to be in their authority and play. And there's a part of me that's like, "Oh, I wish I had more of that when I was a kid." And I'm so happy totally. that they have it, especially now knowing that they're manifestors, because they have so much autonomy.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. And like, that's just such a blessing because so often, and I don't, I, what I experience is that people live their design so freely as children, mm-hmm. and then they kind of get feel like they don't feel permission to live it and then they kind of come back to it later in life Mm. and so i think as a parent giving them permission from day one to kind of be themselves really fully is just going to have such a compound beautiful effect
1: yeah yeah i'm just even thinking about how my son does homework differently he's a generator and how the girls so you just knowing all of it can be really helpful to yeah how we parent and support our kids so beautiful thank you erin for being here thank you for sharing your wisdom your magic So share with us again, where can people find you? How do they stay in touch?
0: Of course. So our website is humandesignblueprint.com and that's where you can get the blueprint or classes or any of that. And then on Instagram, I'm at Erin Claire Jones and human design blueprint.
1: Yay. So good. And I love following you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this work that changes the world starting with yourself. It truly does make a difference and if you're finding value in this podcast a cost-free way to support us is by leaving an up to five star review it does mean the world to us and as a thank you gift we're going to send you one of the most powerful tools that you will ever discover you're going to get behind the scenes access showing you how to live into your full potential without letting fear hold you back from stepping into your dreams just head over to apple podcast or spotify and leave a review now you can take a screenshot before hitting submit And then go to AlyssaNobriga.com forward slash podcast to upload it. And make sure to have your automatic downloads turned on wherever you listen so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I have so much magic. I can't wait to share with you. And you can find all this information in the show notes below. But lastly, if you're on Instagram, I love connecting and hearing from you. So come on over and say hello. I'm at AlyssaNobriga. Thank you again for being here. I cannot wait to share more with you.